Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Beer Brewing. We are now on episode number six. How does it feel guys to pass five episodes? Do you feel like real podcasters now? No. <laughs> Uh, a little more every time we do this. Oh, yeah. Slowly. <laughs> a little more. A little more. And as always, I'm joined by the people you just heard commenting, but we have Nick. Um, I actually did see you guys there, so. <laughs> 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 and we also have Lauren. Hello. Wow. What a greeting that was. <laughs> and of course, this is Joe, the other co-host to your new favorite podcast. But how's it going, guys? Great. Great. Uh, I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm con- it's I'm great. I am thrilled to be here. I just can't explain it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I cannot hide it. You cannot hide it? Oh, nice. What a goons. Are you about to lose control? I might, but I think I might like it. <laughs> well, that makes one of us. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So to that fact, well, we are coming fresh off of going to the Dickinson Avenue After Dark festival oh yeah dad as we call it for sure i think you heard us elude to it uh last episode but we actually went to it this time yeah and uh for anybody that's outside of the area uh it is a local kind of street festival it's been on hold a little bit with covid but it came back with a vengeance we had a bunch of breweries we had a a bunch of beers it was a it was a good time had some good food got to Mm. see some fire dancing don't get to see that every day Shout out Fire Stew and yeah, crew. Yeah, the rest of the crew. Yeah, Fire Stew and crew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was a good time. Um, actually, on that note, I said if you're not from the area, I do want to shout out. We've Based on the, the analytics maps, we've had some uh, listeners over in Belgium, some in yeah. Ireland, some in Germany, like just in Europe in general. That's super cool. Thanks for tuning in. If you... Uh, you know, if you listen over there, you know, reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear your comment and, and say something and interact. I think it's really cool because we were initially just thinking, oh, you know, this will be something in our local area and maybe some of our, our blog viewers will listen to it. But it's it's cool that it reaches yeah. beyond that scope. And even in the U.S., I mean, we've I think the most Western we've stretched in the, in the United States is in Kansas. But, you know, maybe we'll... <laughs> Shout we'll, out Iowa, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Iowa. Yeah, so we'll we'll slowly make it across there, but... Thanks for, for listening, no matter where you are. Appreciate it. But I guess yeah. back to the festival. Yeah. What was your favorite part? I know Lauren's favorite part. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what did you guys have to eat? Actually, I, I don't think we talked about it. I saw what you had, but what exactly what did you have? Yeah, so eating was priority number one on our list because <laughs> Lauren made a beeline, got a table, and was like, we need to eat now. I haven't eaten in hours, and I'm hungry. Yes. So we did that. We fulfilled that request. We had a food truck. Y'all eat yet. And or, I hadn't eaten yet. Yeah, she had. And I was ready. She, she had not eaten yet. They had barbecue and stuff. I got, actually, it was a hot ham and hoop cheese sandwich on a pretzel bun, and that was fantastic. I yeah. really, mwah, bellissimo. My compliments to the chef. My <laughs> compliments to the chef. And then I did eat yet. Uh, but it was, it was really good. The pretzel bun was awesome. It was like salty, mm. a little like buttery almost, soft. Mm. What'd you get? I had the pulled pork sandwich. You wouldn't even let me try any, so. It was really good. <laughs> I was a little upset about that. Yeah, don't ask Lauren to share food. I mean, usually I'm all about sharing food, but not last night. <laughs> I was hungry and I was ready. Ready to, to eat? To eat it. 
You were famished. What else did we get? We got some... Oh, those fries. Trailer fries. fries. Yeah, yeah. They're, what are they called? Loaded yeah, trailer fries. Yeah, I would have liked to have more of them. But I went away to go get a beverage, and then I came back, and then they were gone. Some guy just came up and stole them. I couldn't believe it. He just, just ate them off the table, and I was just like, whoa, <laughs> I left you like four. I did, to With be no fair. With no toppings. No toppings on Some them. toppings. Dry fries. <laughs> 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 yeah, but they had like, what, cheese on them? Oh, your favorite liquid cheese? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I like it like that. I So my thing mm, with liquid cheese I like is I just like don't want to eat it on like a nacho. You know, or on a Philly cheesesteak, I'd prefer like legit cheese. I know that's the whole thing with Philly cheesesteak is with that liquidy cheese. But cheese I doesn't have to be because like, isn't there like a variety of like it's like the cheese whiz, or you can do like melted sliced cheese. Mm. I think. And I prefer that. That's I'm with you there. I'm with you 100. Like the cheese whiz on a Philly is like. Yeah. See, I just like any kind of cheese. I'm not, yeah, I'm not uh, really. Partial. No, I just want cheese whiz like straight in the straight <laughs> from the can. Yeah, What'd well, that's not Nick? what they use. I actually had a really good, uh, it's like Nashville-style hot chicken sandwich um, from Burp Wagon. Burp Wagon. Which is a, a pretty new food truck here in Greenville. They're owned by uh, the folks at Christie's Europub. I really enjoyed that sandwich. I, I did ask for no jalapeno. I kind of wimped out a little bit. Um, I was nervous that the added spice from the jalapeno with that like Nashville hot chicken would be, you know... Too much. You know, I'm getting older. Heartburn's a thing. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Drinking Especially beer. I'm trying to be comfortable. Beer. Yeah, there you But go. it was a really big, like, piece of chicken, too. The sandwich was really hearty. Yeah. yeah I, I thought had, it was, like, super big. Yeah, it was. It had, like, some nice slaw on it, a really nice sauce. Um, the bun was really, really good. It was really nice and soft. I'm not sure if it was, like, a brioche, but... Um, baguette and brioche. Baguette brioche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a really good... I think it was, it was nice to have something that, like, substantial while trying to drink beer for yeah. a few hours at makes you, you know... Gives you some longevity. It. Yeah. And I felt, you know, at the end of the night feeling really good, you know, not having yeah. uh, too much to drink anyway. But uh, also great because we had some samples. Like, you don't have to drink full pours there. You can yeah, have, exactly. You uh, some tickets for some two-ounce pours. What was your favorite beer? I'll ask this to both of you. Um, short way. The Lemon Marangoza. I really enjoyed that. Oh, I didn't have that. I didn't have that one. Yeah, that was really tasty. What I had from them, I had the the Fire Tower Amber, mm-hmm. and then I had the uh, the Down the East Down IPA. East IPA, I also really enjoyed mm-hmm. from there. I don't think I had had anything from there previously. Yeah, I thought I hadn't either. Wait, no, I didn't. I had something else I had already had. Can't remember yeah, which place it was. The hops, hops fest. In June, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they had a tent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that. That's what I had. The Downey Stipe I had oh, at yeah, that yeah. NC Hops Fest. Um, yeah. I actually had the Fire Tower Red with my, or the, the Amber with my food, which was I think a good pairing. I was oh, talking yeah, to Tyler. Sure. Um, one of our friends was asking about um, how the beer went with the food, and I, I discussed briefly. Um, I had heard from a, a previous like beer and food tasting experience that you know IPAs can be really good with spicy food if you like spice because it'll really like accelerate that heat oh um, yeah hops which i was hoping to like <laughs> avoid so i went with like the, i think the amber was a good choice because that kind of multi-forward beer um kind of helped just like wash away a little bit of that heat oh yeah um but yeah that was a good pairing i think my favorite beer though that i had was um surprisingly it was uh an english mild ale from brewtopia mm-hmm. i think it was uh Mild Mia, kind of like Mamma Mia, but yeah, Mild Mia. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was really good. It was a nice kind of sweet, caramelly, kind of almost like toffee flavor. Um, 
super crushable. It was like 4.8% maybe. Um, but yeah, really high, really high marks on tap for that one. Yeah. So what would you say what yours was? Or? Uh, it's a, it's a toss up, but you know, I think I might have to say that I liked uh, the old chuckle dunk from Brutopia as yeah. well. Uh, that was when I apparently had had a long time ago. I didn't realize, but now yeah, had it oh, again and yeah. I, it was good. It was a nice mix, uh, you know, of the multi and the fresh. I had, when I first got there, I had Spaceway, uh, People's Jubilee IPA. Mm-hmm. That was a good starter. I really liked that. Uh, but I think just drinkability-wise, that uh, Chuckle Dunk was good. Yeah. But yeah. We, we kind of made it a good round. Like, we, I don't know if we made it to everybody, but in some combination, I think we got to most of them, either via full pour or a, a sample. But Yeah. Um, it was nice, the options between full pours and samples, like yeah. some of the, the tokens versus the tickets yeah. technique. But it was cool. Yeah. It was good. It was, and there was a good turnout, too. Quite a few people. I think people were to, glad to have some sort of outdoor festival again yep yeah my suggestion would be for like next year the next time they have it um because it's after dark several of the booths are not in any kind of lighting Lit. so oh yeah it was very dark kind of at some like, points what are the options because i like to know what are my options prior to getting up to the table mm-hmm. um so that i know what i'm choosing between oh yeah well i mean like for uh Tarver short or- way for example oh yeah well, I could see there, but Tarboro had, like, no light whatsoever. And people yeah. were, like, using their phones to try to see oh. what. Yeah, that was. Well, yeah. maybe. That's why I didn't even go to Tarboro, because I forgot that they were there, because I didn't even see them. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were that first one when you, like, went to that second area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, it was very dark. And, like, the only way that you could see shortwaves is because they had brought, like, white, like, Christmas lights, yes. yeah. like, on Which the thing. Which was a good idea. Yeah, because yeah, well otherwise lit. it would have been pitch black over there. Oh, yeah. The the main drag on 8th Street was, like, well lit, but yeah. then they had that sort of separate, you know. Yeah, because you have point. the street lights there, yeah. and then the other place you used basically a parking lot converted. Yeah, because so. it, it was, like, getting dark right as we got there, so, I mean, it really was hard to see some of it, but... Um, they really put the after dark in it. <laughs> <laughs> Dickinson just before dark. Just before dark. <laughs> now Dickinson, entering dark. <laughs> Dickinson... Was <laughs> not really a good acronym for that. No, um, no, no. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I had a good time. Always have fun going out to see local places, especially some of those that are sort of in our wheelhouse, but they're you know a little farther out, like you know short way yeah. Newport. Um, we go to Tarboro every once in a while, but, but um, like Brutopia, Newburn, and, and stuff. Yeah. Like it's yeah, it is nice when places are that are like an hour or a couple hours away come because then you can, yep. you know. And not have to, to travel out there and figure the logistics of, you know, I'm trying to get somewhere, but also drink a beer when I get there since driving really isn't an option after you've had a beer, <laughs> a couple of beers. So, yeah, unless you're like, I'm going to have one or, you know, just be the DD. So I'm also just curious as to like, how does that work for the vendors? Like, do they pay to be there or do they like how does that work because mm. we buy tokens and tickets through is it the city of greenville is that who hosts yeah. it i don't how, how does that work logistically then i honestly don't know um you know i wonder if they get paid an x amount to be there and then they're like we're gonna bring this many kegs and then once we run out we run out mm. Right. Yeah, I wonder if it was kind of like a preset amount or if it's based on... How many? Because they were collecting sales, the tokens yeah. and tickets in a bucket. So I don't know right. if afterward they go through and do it and then get 
a portion of like, oh, you get X amount per token, you get X amount per ticket. Right. I'm not oh. sure. That'd be that'd be interesting, interesting yeah, to know. I, just, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, I hadn't really considered that before, but I think that's a good uh, good question. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely looking forward to the next one. Hopefully, it's not two years or more in between. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Always good to have uh, events in Greenville, though. Yeah. Are you guys getting a little little thirsty? Yeah, you know, it seems like it's about that. Getting a little bit of uh, dry mouth here. <coughs> I think I'm dehydrated. Uh, you should drink some water. Or why would I drink water when I can have fermented water? Mm. What you got there? Crack a beer. Do it. Go for the cracking of a beer. Ooh, Ooh. that was crispy. That was crispy. Well, today, today, what do we got? We have from New Anthem in Wilmington. Hella good hair, which is I think a reference it's, to Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't know. I Wasn't it the fellows over me. there with the hella yeah. good hair? Oh, yeah. Shake it off, of course. Oh, it shake it, it off. Has to be. It has shake it off. off. This IPA actually has four different hop varieties, which I'm very interested to try. Yeah. Um, New Anthem, known for crushing IPAs in coastal North Carolina, over in Wilmington. Yeah, we've, we've actually been to one of their tap rooms, right? Maybe not the main brewery. Yeah, I don't remember which exactly one we went to, but it was a, a large space. Yeah, we made a trip out there. Which one was that when we went? Big mural on the wall, big tables in there everywhere. That was the last place we the went. The last place, you. correct, yeah. Um, first impressions, hazy boy. Very, very hazy. Nice uh, collar of foam on the top that mm-hmm. stays there. Mm-hmm. Woo! She smells dank and juicy. Definitely a lot of hop aroma. Wow, you're not kidding. This is certainly yeah a hoppy boy. What were those hops again? Simcoe, Citra, Centennial, and CTZ. Mm-hmm. CTZ. I'm not too familiar with CTZ. Neither am I. We'll have to do some research into that. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I think the most present aromas are like kind of resinous and dank a yeah. little bit of that citrus i can you know citrus come through a little i think bit. this is definitely the hoppiest one we've done thus far as far as aroma hops on the podcast mm. you're liking it lauren i'm just hearing noise of enjoyment over there that's mm-hmm. mm. mm. tasty you like it i like it you like it at all <laughs> what are you what are you getting for flavors tell me tastiness <laughs> you heard it here folks tastiness <laughs> Flavor profile. Could not have said it better. Um, well, first of all, mouthfeel is um, pretty soft, actually. It's mm-hmm. smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like an initial kind of bite of carbonation, but it really subsides quickly, finishes soft. And dry. Finishes dry, too. Yeah. But it's not like, I don't know, it's like almost like, like hop oil dryness, bitterness a little bit there, too, but... What's the IBUs on this? Well, based on the style, I'd say they're probably lowish, but I know it's seven point three ABV. Um, I'll have to do a little more. Does it not say? Does Untapped tell us what untapped we need might to know? know more. Um, Ooh, fun fact: Untapped, also in Wilmington, based out of Wilmington, right? Oh yeah, we we walked by there. Yeah, uh, and we're like, oh snap, that's where yeah. Untapped is. So our might you know our trusty there. app, yeah. Job. Um, new anthem, yeah. hella good hair. I think sometimes like I'm 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 learning that the consistency of the the head that you get in a beer can kind of 
indicate the mouthfeel a little more. It says zero IBU. I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> if the known is, yeah, um, I might just not. I think sometimes it's just not tracked as much, mm-hmm. and I and I I can kind of understand. I don't think most people care that much about IBUs or know. And I I'm, and I'm one that I I can't say that I. I know to a degree, you know, a higher IBU means it's going to be a more bitter beer, obviously. But um, sometimes I think we've had beers with a moderate to high IBU, and they're not as bitter as I expected. So it's all about perception, I think, in the way that it's delivered too. Yeah. Like, what's what are the flavors I'm getting? How is the hop seam? And then that really contributes to the bitterness. Like some, you know, if they even have, they have like a little more grassy or vegetal flavor that tastes more bitter. Even though the actual like IBUs might not be, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky thing, for sure. But I I definitely really like this beer. This is good. Yeah, you guys getting some like fruit flavor on this? Kind of like a. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like stone fruit or kind of like maybe um, some like melon, maybe some cantaloupe, maybe. Yeah, I, kind maybe. of. Yeah. yeah. Tropical. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like melony. Melony. Yeah, melony. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Who's melony? Who's melony? Who's melony? Mm, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Melanie and her friend Peaches, <laughs> uh, Princess Peach, Princess Peach. Yeah, you know. But no, it's it's a nice balance. It's definitely more on the. I don't know, like. It's difficult to explain because it's not, you know, it kind of parallels to me. I haven't had it in a while, but like Sycamore Mountain Candy, mm, has, is yeah. like on the other end of this. Like this is more a little more vegetal, a little more bitter tasting. Where like the mountain candy is sweet, yeah. but it still has a similar flavor profile to me. Again, mm-hmm. it's been a minute, but yeah. it's like the same like melon, slight bit of tropical fruit, stone fruit in there. Mm. Yeah, but definitely that kind of like vegetal piney hot flavor is um, kind of bringing it back down a little bit more to kind of a you know a bitter. I it's I mean it's definitely a nice juicy IPA, but it, I think the hops are. The, the bitter hot flavor is actually kind of taking front front stage for this one. Yeah, aroma is delicioso on this one. Yeah. I think that's my favorite part. Maybe need a refill? We've got a touch more in this Ooh, game. Ooh, I'll take a refill. Sorry, Lauren, you're too slow. Uh, first come, oh, first serve. Quit no, scrolling on your no, phone. Don't give him all of it. We've got you. Give it all. Got the good last to the last drop. drop. Good to the last drop. Yes, yeah, new anthem, um, Hella Good Hair. Um, one of their IPAs. It's, uh, you know, 7.3%. Mm-hmm. It's... On, on higher end. You know, one thing I will say that's unrelated to this beer, but New Anthem in general, I really like the aesthetic of their cans. <laughs> yeah. I've like their logo and like that yeah. font and everything simple, is yeah. like cool. It's like simple, but yet like. Well, and they tell you the hops like mm, on the can cool. too, I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, their website is also really good about giving yeah. that information too. So like it didn't have the IBUs, but for example, I just pulled this beer up and. Uh, it's like the beer has its own yeah. page, says what the ABV is, style, all that stuff, yeah. and then like all their beers. So it's super cool, keeping you, keeping you uh, yeah. informed. Well, I would check this in on Untapped, and probably it had to be at least a four two five, maybe a four five. Yeah, I think I would give it a solid four five. Honestly, really enjoyable. What about you, Lauren? I think that's what I gave it. Oh, really? Wow. 4.5. That's saying a lot because you are, you are a very uh, rough raider on Untapped. I prefer to be uh, known as critical but fair. Oh, critical. Critical but fair. Yes. Critical but yeah. fair. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, this beer's so hoppy. Kind of brings us into our topic for today. And we're talking hops. 
you know, just a very high level overview of hops. You know, what are they? Where do they come from? Why do we like them so much? I know it's a big topic. When you mm-hmm. think of beer, it's pretty much like hops. You know, that's yeah, what you think about. Just like McLovin said in Secret Bad, uh, I recently heard they added more hops to this beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's something oh, like, gosh. you know. Oh, yeah, I heard that recently. <laughs> yeah. When you're not really like akin to, um, you know, the nitty gritty aspects of brewing beer, like, I think hops is just kind of that, like, throw out word that you try to sound like intelligent that like you're talking about. Like, oh, yes, like, it's got a really nice. You know, dank hop smell. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, we're still sometimes kind of pulling stuff Nondescript from... <laughs> in our, yeah. It's hard sometimes. That's because there's just so many varieties of hops. And... Yeah, it's also very difficult to translate what you're tasting. I don't know. You're you're basically expressing a sense that it, it's difficult. You're translating something that's a feeling and like a visceral reaction into words and it's very difficult that's one of the hardest things i found like when we do our like beer reviews it's like i find myself using the same words so it's all about like expanding the vocabulary and experiencing things too like the more you experience the more because if you like i don't know you link a certain smell like okay we walked in we went and played disc golf this morning we walked in the house to come record the podcast and i was like it smells like waffles in here but it was this what was the candle that you had lit it was like it's pumpkin caramel pumpkin caramel but it was like the sweetness kind of reminded me of like syrup sure, and yeah. like that spice i don't know there just was so you start to make more of those word associations and like memory recalls and that it's tough it it takes a lot of tasting uh yeah. and i have a lot to grow on but it's it's still fun it's fun to challenge that exercise but well, yeah yeah and i think with hops too a lot of varieties have um i wouldn't say a range of properties but you know it's not like you're gonna have a a citra hop and it's only citrus aromas and flavor there's you know you can impart a little bit of um there's a ton of like blending vegetables and you know there's there's just a not like kind of a not one size fits all thing for hops so you might pick up something on centennial hops that you know the person next to you doesn't, or they pick up a different aspect or property. So oh, yeah. that's and what's kind of great about it. Yeah, and we all have genetically different palates that are attuned to different sensations, and we have different variances in our, you know, olfactory senses, and yeah. how do we smell something? You know, women. You know, you should be smelling better than this because women are 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 naturally better at picking most up aromas. Most things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say it, Lauren. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You might be right, though. You might. Just well, where, be do, right. um, where do hops come from then? Ooh, what are hops? I think that's a first, a great question. What, yeah. what are they, Nick? Well, so in a general sense, I mean, obviously they're a, plant, yeah, a flowering plant, you a know, flowering plant. But um, they they grow, and to kind of piggyback on Lauren's question, they grow in different regions. Actually, I mean, you can get them from here in the North, in North America. We actually grow a lot in the Pacific Northwest. Yep, uh, New Zealand is popular for them. You know, it was very um, interesting that I found out several months ago is I'm from upstate New York originally and apparently hops were a huge crop in upstate New York back way back but then there was like rampant disease that went through and killed off a ton of the plants and then like they stopped doing it it like became not a a thing but apparently that was a big big thing there random fun fact I think what could have been if uh, if that didn't happen I know right it might have changed the entire landscape of beer in the US yeah but um, now it's pretty much isolated Pacific Northwest 
for the United States. Of course, Germany. I mean, that's yeah. you know, yeah. one of the beer capitals of the world. Czech Republic. Um, also, beer capital. They, they drink like the most beer per capita <laughs> in the world. I'm pretty sure in the Czech Republic. It's probably acceptable Pilsner. to like have yeah. beer with lunch there. Like, on the, oh, it like, is. Like, what was I? I, I don't know. kids I like leave school to go like have beer and then come back to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, but I like, what was I reading? It was something about the Czech Republic and how they drink so much beer. And it's like. Beer is everywhere in their culture. Like, you go to a playground, there's some a vendor selling beer. Like, and the parents will drink beer while the kids are going to play on the playground. It's, like, it's accessible. There. That sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, you think about Czech Pilsners. That's where they came from. An extremely drinkable beer. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and beer has become more drinkable due to hops, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. they go back centuries, but the introduction of hops, not only for tactics to, you know, kind of increase the longevity of beer... It's now become a staple in the actual brewing process, where, like you know, it imparts those aromas and those uh, those flavors that you get, and even in some of your beers that you don't really taste hops. I mean, they're making an impact on. Oh yeah, they're um, in pretty much the everything. Final product, yeah, yeah. Even your your lagers and your pilsners, you know, your traditional, um, you know, Bud Light. I mean, Bud Light has hops. I mean, it's all there. It's just in moderation and different strains, so that you're not. And it's, it's not hop forward. Employed differently as yes. well, right? So hops are now like the, you know, I guess synonymous to the spice of beer, you know, the flavoring. You have like your base recipe, you which is your malt. Yeah, you season, 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 season. Uh, so you, All right, Gordon. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you have your base recipe with the, the grains, your malted barley, you know, maybe some adjuncts if you're doing that. But then your hops come in and they're, they're really what are giving a lot of flavor. So in this beer that we're drinking, the hell of good hair. You know, these flavors that we're getting are all hop-driven. And before, like way back, so apparently the 11th century, uh, before they started widely using hops, things, random things like dandelions, burdock root, uh, marigolds, apparently. So again, a lot Uh, of flowers, though. Heather, yeah, heather, another thing. So yeah, it's basically all these herbal things, but then they kind of said, wait, this plant's kind of (laughs) cool. Humulus, lupulus. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the resin, you know, those kind of like pods in the hops mm-hmm. that, you know, if you've ever been to a brewery and if you haven't, you should definitely tour one. Um, if you, if you're good at like a big scale one, you might have the chance to go into their, uh, their storages for the hops and oh, you yeah. just smell them fresh. Sierra Nevada. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We can rub them and get the oils out. Those oils and that resin is really what produces the, the aromas and, you know, imparts all yeah. that flavor. But, um, yeah. So like, that's what I was going to add. It was like, what, what is it that makes hops special when it comes to beer? So we talked about that, you know, preserving character. We talked about that bittering agent, but that's all really from these, uh, hop oils that they have or the resins. Uh, or in the lupulin glands of the hop. So the hand, the hop is like the flower of it, the hop cone. And that's what you think of when you see the picture of the hop. You know, everybody's, that's like synonymous with a brewery, right? Yeah. That's in our logo is, is a hop. Um, so you have, you have that. And then within there, there are specific glands that have these oils and resins. And that's what give the hop its flavor or, you know, its specific characteristics. So that's what they're breeding when they're coming up with all these new, new types. Yeah, and it's great because um, you know, going back to like the, the touring aspect, if you ever get to smell a hop, you know the the flower, um, kind of break it open a little bit, rub it, get those oils out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll you'll detect you know the freshest version of you know those lup- lupulins and everything, and mm-hmm. then 
you realize like, oh, okay, so this is how I can now like relate this, how it affects the beer product because you take your malt and you, you're making your wort, but if you don't add the hops, I mean, you're basically making a like glorified like oatmeal water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much grain water, cereal water. Yeah, That sounds gross. <laughs> so really, I mean, where would we be without hops? We'd be drinking, yeah. and back in the day, I mean, they really weren't used, so people were drinking, you know, just basically malted, you know, malt beverages. Yeah, you know. boiled and fermented liquid because uh, it was better than drinking water that could be filled with bacteria and disease, so... Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, kind of how beer, I think, became such a staple Beer saved beverage. civilization. It did. <laughs> saved lives. Beer saves lives. But now it's like we don't need it to survive necessarily, but I mean, Now it it's helps. an art form. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it helps you survive. It helps you get through the day. Uh, but yeah. yeah. We are just watching this like documentary and, you know, they said, uh, you know, you had a bad day, so what do you do? Grab a beer. Grab Enjoy a beer. It. You're celebrating. What do you do? Grab a beer. Grab a beer. Because you had a bad day. You take a beer down. You chug it wild. You turn your frown upside down. Wow. Wow. I think that song needs a little bit of work, but I like it. It was a good parody. I mean, for on the spot singing. That was, that was good, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that documentary, by the way, it's called Beers of Joy. It's mm. actually, it's really good. Uh, check I it out. That? I don't know if you did. It's on Amazon Prime. It's. Uh, you can watch it full free with ads. So it was, it was cool. Uh, but thinking about hops, so actually like using hops in beer, that we talked about all, you know, so hops have their individual flavor characteristics right. and then they have, you know, kind of they bleed over into different hop varieties and different things. But flavor is also influenced about when they're used in the brewing process, right? So we talked about the, you know, taking some hops, rubbing them between your hands, getting those oils. That's what we're trying to get when we do something like dry hopping, where you're basically just putting hops in the beer as it's fermenting or after right. it's fermented and getting that. But the traditional and, and more common use is during the boil. So when you're actually boiling the wort that you've got after you've taken the sugars out of your grain, you're boiling those hops at some set time period, and that's going to determine basically the bitterness of the beer and then what leftover aroma hop oils are there and the reason that is so you boil for x amount of time that if you add it in and it boils for a long time you're getting conversion into those more bitter compounds and your of uh, the more volatile aroma compounds are getting boiled off and going away so if you add a hop very early into the boil you're going to get that bitter factor um, and then if you add it towards the end you're getting more of those aroma compounds. So if you think about something like, you know, like we said, Bud Light or, you know, Coors or something, you don't think of those as hoppy beers, but they right. do use hops. It's just they're added in the beginning to give some bitterness. And, you know, there's different variances. Like you think about a huge hoppy West Coast IPA that's super bitter. Oh, yeah. Like they're using a dramatically different volume of hops than you would yeah. in something like a, a light pilsner or something. Yeah, and again, like you can, the, the best part is there's so many varieties now. I think we're like at almost 150 different hop varieties in the world. So you can kind of pick and choose what best suits your intended you mm -hmm. know, product for the beers, the style. I mean, there, there are some that aren't going to impart a lot of heavy, like floral or dank or, you know, piney resins. Mm -hmm. Those are kind of bitter, bittering aspects. Um, so you can stay away from those if you want something kind of lighter for, uh, say a wheat beer or something citrusy, you can go for a citra hopper. Um, you know, I, I know right now with like the hazy IPAs coming out, 
I think people are just continually, continuously like experimenting with, you know, how do these hops, how do they mesh with each other? What, what's the, you know, the outcome? Even with this black IPA we did for the homebrew, there were, I think, four or five different hops we used, right? I mean, yeah, oh yeah. And that's for a black IPA, which now, you know, it, it's not as hoppy as it was when we first tapped it, but, um, you know, it's just, it's, 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 a, it is an art. I mean, like you said, it's just kind of, yeah, playing with it and seeing, it's kind of like with cooking, you know, we're still, you know, people still find new ways to, um, to add, you know, some different spice or some kind oh, of yeah. element to the, a dish and yeah. it changes the entire profile. So when you add it, it's, yeah, it's totally, a, a, an exercise and experimentation right. and it really is an art form mixed with some science. But, you know, I think one thing we didn't also talk about is hops in the process of how hops are done. So hops are grown on a farm. Obviously they're grown on yeah. vines, B-I-N-E-S. Uh, and then they're taken down and harvested. And then usually they're processed to either like pelletized or there's like right. new cryo hops that are done. Uh, but sometimes when they're harvested in the end of summer, early fall, you get some beers, especially in the Pacific Northwest, which we had actually some opportunities to try or where they have fresh hop or wet hop yeah. beers where you get like straight up. These were pulled, you know, off the vine. We got some fresh hops throw them in and use them there but usually most of the hops that we're getting in a lot of the beer we have is something that's been processed and pelletized yeah. so that way it can store for a long time and and be used all year so that's what i was going to say is if you get those fresh hop you got to drink them like fast as yeah. soon as they're canned you want to have them within like what 60 90 days maybe like yeah the, i mean they kind of mark them for for that i think a lot of breweries are really good at indicating like hey this is a fresh hop beer you're going to want to enjoy it by yeah. Such and such a date, so... Well, it all comes down to the volatility of those, right. you know, aromas. Basically... They won't be bad, it's just the, the I guess, the potency of it will... Exactly. ...faster than with the pelletized yeah. one, so... Those chemical compounds are reacting, almost essentially boiling off, but just in regular, you know, ambient yeah. room temperature and air, so they're just becoming gaseous and floating away, so you gotta capture them while you can. But. Yeah, but I mean, there's just, you know... Like I said, there's so many there's so many purposes for hops now besides just the antimicrobial preservation factors. I mean, uh-huh. bittering, um, adding you know some floral notes, some citrus notes. I mean, across those like 150 whatever we're at with hops now. I mean, they all have their own properties and their their own sort of uniqueness. I mean, some kind of overlap a bit, but like mm-hmm. for instance, this you know new anthem one, you know Simcoe Centennial Citra. Um, CTZ would be one to look into, but yeah. those all the other ones all seem to have sort of a a baseline similar um, profile for, for hop character. But um, you know, it's, to me, it's just really interesting to see. Like, there's there's so many beers I've had where you know, like the the hop um, recipe, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, is like I've just never seen that combination before, and nothing's been bad that i've tried you know i don't, I don't think you, I, I don't want to say you can't miss but um so far i've not seen one that was a, a flop so no and just doing a quick google search you know and get to yakima hops it's, uh mm-hmm. you know yakima valleys where a lot of hops are produced but they say that ctz stands for columbus tomahawk and zeus so there are three mm. hop varietals that are nearly indistinguishable from another so sounds like they just kind of lump them all together and there you go. Yeah. You know, we didn't. There's a lot of technicality. I mean, that go along with hops as well. Yeah. Uh, that we didn't talk about, like the alpha acid content, which really 
uh, contributes to the bitterness. Uh, but if you're doing like home brewing and that stuff becomes important because you can do some, you know, calculations based off your volumes of hops and the alpha acid content that'll give you your IBUs or your international bitterness units. Right. Sure. That's good. Good to clarify that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think yeah, we talked about that, but there's just so much with hops. There's a whole book. I think I had gotten oh, like yeah. an audio book about hops and it just like gets so technical because it talks in all of these like chemical compounds. You basically need to be an organic chemist to understand <laughs> the, the difference between these uh, different lupulin compounds. Yeah. But, well, like, you know, I, we talked about this uh, hella good hair from your anthem and I do think the Simcoe is imparting a little bit of that stone fruit flavor. Um, that is one of the, uh, the notable um, characteristics from that hop. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, if you look at like Simcoe, Centennial, um, maybe not so much Citra, but those are, first two are definitely like more of what you might consider like a bittering hop. You've got your like aromatic hops, um, noble hops. I mean, there's just sort of like subcategories or subsets of hops. And, you know, the, the list kind of is always growing because I think you can kind of manipulate how you grow them and create a product that's slightly different than um, what's already available. But I mean, we're all obviously IPA fans here, so um, I don't think we've ever been disappointed yeah. with a, a good hoppy boy. Laura used to not be a fan of the hops, but now she's becoming a friend. She's yeah. a friend, not a foe. Yeah. Hey, Lauren, thank you for being a friend. You're welcome. And just a travel down just the road. Yeah. Back again. Heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Thank what you the for heck? Oh, girls. Oh, man. Going on too long. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact, though. So, hops, the plant, Humulus lupulus. Uh, lupulus means small wolf. What does humulus mean? Humulus. Uh, small wolf? It's an, a Latin name of uncertain origin, but it may have come from the low word, low German word for humula for hop. Uh, lupulus literally means small wolf. So. Like Professor Lupin from uh, Harry Potter. It was, a wolf. Were, it was a dead giveaway the whole time. Why didn't I know that? You should have studied Latin. I oh, should have. dang. Well, I guess in French, loup is wolf as well. Loup. I don't know what Le loup garou means the werewolf. I never had um, to know what wolf was in Spanish, so. You didn't? <laughs> nope. Well, now you know. Now you know. Do, do, do. <laughs> the more you, you know. know. You know, I'll see. Yep. Did you pick anything this week? I did. Is it time for that? Yeah, y'all look like you have empty glasses. We do have empty glasses. We're ready. All right. It's time for Elsie's pick, pick of the week. I feel like we need laser noises. Ooh. Oh boy! Another I've got good cracking of the beer. All right. Our eyes are closed. Our eyes are closed. This is a another test for our upcoming Cicerone beer. Certified beer server exam. <laughs> Even though there's no tasting component. <laughs> okay. But it's going to help us in some capacity, right? All right, ready? Get yeah. that beautiful pour noise. Oh, I, Lauren, I think I'm foaming. I peeled a little bit. I peeled. Yep, I'm just going to catch it in my hands. That's fine. It's a little more foamy than I was anticipating. It was a quiet pour. Yeah. I need a napkin, but I've oh, got a beer in my hand. I got you. I got you. I tried to catch as much as I could. Ooh. What's your initial <laughs> smell? Well... I wasn't going ooty or catching in your hand. I was trying to preserve uh, for making a mess all over your floor. It's okay. Oh. It's all right. It's just white carpet. 
It's not. Hopefully, it's, it's like not a beige. staining beer. Cream carpet. Well, based off the smell of this beer, I would say that it would stain this carpet. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has a like a <laughs> roasty, it's, nutty smell. Yeah, nutty, malty so boy. It's going to be kind of dark. Smells good though. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm already going to narrow it down. I think we're going to be in the style of either a brown ale or maybe. Yeah, I was thinking of brown ale. I don't want to say porter because it's not as like roasty as some porters. No, and it's more of that nutty flavor or smell. I'm going to dive right into the, the taste. All right. It, oh, okay. Yeah. More of that. A good bit of light bitterness. It's not too sweet. Slightly like mineral flavor. What'd you get, Nick? Well, I was kind of first um, analyzing the mouthfeel. It's interesting because I feel like it actually is pretty carbonated. Like throughout, I, I was letting it kind of rest on the settle tongue. on the tongue, but it just kind of continued to be this uh, perpetual burst of um, carbonation. And it finishes a little bit softer, but um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say drying. It's actually, actually not too drying at all. It's also... Um, it's got a medium body. It, yeah. Like, it's not too thick. It's not, not too, too light, though. It's got some gravity to it, which is good. Um, yeah, I think, like, the malt character is... Here's a great example of a beer with not with hops in it, but you employed in a completely different manner. Right. You know, it's not the star of the show. You get a slight bit of bitterness in the beginning through the nose and it finishes a little little bit of bitterness but it's not you know it's not like look at my hops smell my hops yeah definitely a little bit of coffee in there but um i don't know if it's more kind of like a yeah i guess a light roast coffee (laughs) a little bit of coffee but i'm I'm getting definitely like bread crust uh biscuity kind of not necessarily but some nutty some earthiness you getting any sweetness like a molasses or anything like that yeah i would say um molasses is probably fair i wouldn't go as far as to say like vanilla but it's no it's just uh, like a sweetness that's like a it's difficult to describe, I guess. See, this is what I was talking about, building that vocabulary, being able to express your what you're tasting. It's good, though. It's definitely drinkable. In the sense of, like, I can sip this and not like, oh, this is garbage, I can't drink it. <laughs> wow, yeah. But it's good. Can I take a look at it now? Ooh, I was, we were right. It would stain the carpet. Um, but lighter than I expected. Yeah, it's like clearer. It's like almost like an amber color amber ale yeah. it's not like super dark especially when you hold it to the light maybe it is an amber ale instead it's of a brown ale clear with a off-white head that's been quite persistent in our little taster glasses here yeah. Mm-hmm. um I, yeah it's like it's like an amber ale that's been beefed up a little bit you know i feel i still feel like it's kind of a brown ale but hmm. yeah i'm actually Maybe it's part of my eyes now deceiving me, but maybe a little more caramelly than molasses. See, <laughs> that's a yeah. Like the sweetness does sweep up on the back end, but it's not like sweet. 
What yes. caramel? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is it got caramel in the name? No. No. But... Just with notes. Oh. Okay. Notes okay, of we, caramel. We... Caramel. Caramel. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that. Uh, you say caramel or caramel? Snickers commercial. Uh, I usually say caramel. I think I say. What do you say? I, caramel. Caramel. I say caramel. Actually, no. I say caramel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I would say caramelly and not caramelly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was caramelly. Yeah, she's she's the one that was with Melanie. Oh, caramelly, oh. caramelly and Melanie. <laughs> Ooh, those two ladies, completely different, but still flavorful in their own right. <laughs> you give me, I'm getting a look right now. Uh, now I'm getting like a late touch of like spice, but like I don't want to say not like heat, but some kind of like nutmeg. Maybe yes, because that's like not as uh, you know, cinnamon has a really robust and like kind of not bitter taste, but mm-hmm. um, this has more of just a subtle kind of like refill. baking seasoning. Oh, there's none. You finish it off. Well, it's enough for three glasses. All right. So, what's our official glass? Right. You're gonna say yeah. this is a? I would. I mean, we're using eyes now, but I would say this must be. Um, well, if caramel is on the description on the can, I'm gonna go amber ale. I'd have to say it's probably an amber ale. Could be a brown ale. Well, but... so this is my ignorance, though. Um, what would you classify a Scottish ale as? Isn't that oh, it's not, that's a different thing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, is that totally. its own category? It's yeah. kind of like an amber ale mixed. It's kind of like a mix between, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little well, more spicy. This is a lighter Scottish ale than I've seen. Like I had the Scottish ale from... Oh, was this my Ponysaurus Scottish oh. ale that I was going to drink? Whoa! Wow! 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 Yeah, so my pick of the week... Wait, your pick of the week? You stole one of my beers <laughs> and I didn't even know it. Yeah, so my pick of the week is Bonisaurus Brewing Company, which is based out of Durham, Durham North, Carolina, yeah. North Carolina, is their Scottish ale. Also known as Durham. Also known as Jack and Joe's beer. <laughs> Jack and Joe's beer. Hey. Well, I mean, yeah. you're going to drink it eventually, so yeah. why not on Elsie's Pig? You know? you know, we've never gone... We, we need to check out the Durham beer scene, because there's yeah. some good stuff. Oh, yeah. You have to go and stay, because it's a little far away. Stay. But, uh, so... The can notes that, you know, it's a dark and smooth beer with notes of caramel, coffee, chocolate, and just the slightest coffee. hint of solemnly distant bagpipes. Okay. <laughs> did you get that? Well, I didn't pick up the bagpipes. But so I, 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 I didn't pick up the bagpipes. I picked up the coffee and caramel. That's not bagpipes. I don't know what that was. That was not bagpipes. It's anything but bagpipes. I do think we should visit here because I really also enjoy this other statement on the can is beer is delicious delicious is good good is nice nice is fun fun is exhausting exhaustion is thirsty time for a beer beer is delicious wow that's a (laughs) mouthful i feel like that's like something that you would like do as like a like a bar or what are they why am i thinking a drinking game like a drinking chant or something oh yeah oh that would be it could be a toast yeah you'd be like beer is delicious delicious is good Good is nice. Nice is fun. You know, like taking a drink between everyone and yeah. It was kind of like last night at Dad when uh, everyone was saying like, "Corn makes or is Khalil corn makes beer, beer makes whiskey." Yeah. <laughs> corn, wait, that's not how it goes. He was singing that song. Yeah, rain makes corn. Oh, rain makes corn. Corn oh, makes whiskey. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby a little bit frisky. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I didn't Ooh say it. Not my words. But, Ooh la la. Uh, all right, so we got you know a decent. Decent note on that one. I yeah, mean, I, think Scott, I, I think Scottish ale is probably a tough one to nail um, for some 
beginners like us, you know. I also love on this can, it says, one pint of ale to be drinking. <laughs> and to be drinking is in a nice, curly To be drinking, laddie. <laughs> I also like how the can says, established in 19- 1896. Just kidding. 2013. <laughs> <laughs> they also have... They got some uh, personality. The Ponysaurus yeah, logo is really cool. Please recycle. Ride your dino pony hybrid responsibly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the Ponysaurus logo, for anybody not familiar, is half horse, half, like... I don't even know what dinosaur that would be. I don't know. It's some reptilian... We could ask Miles. No, that's not a stegosaurus. He knows all the dinos. Uh, but anyway, it's it's quite interesting. But yeah, we need to get out there. But uh, good beer. Yeah. I like it. Good pick, Elsie, even though you grabbed it from Good thing, Good pick, Joe. Yeah. And Elsie stealing it. Uh, uh, Joe via Elsie. Yeah. yeah um, you know, definitely appreciate Ponysaurus and New Anthem featuring their beers today for the podcast. And, uh, <laughs> picking them up from Jarvis Street here in Greenville. They've always got really great local selections for not just, um, you know, the east part of NC, but you got your Raleigh-Durham beers. And, I mean, they go as far as Charlotte and the, the west part of the state, so... They're really uh, a good advocate for North Carolina breweries and and, and beyond too. I mean, they, they yeah. expand to um, to, other to infinity as well. and beyond. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of wraps us up here, guys. What did you What did you learn today? A lot about hops. Yeah, you were kind of silent in that Anything part. Anything in particular? Yeah, well, because I realized I know nothing about. Did you hops. not do any research that's for great. episode? I did not. I feel like that's what's great though is that. Um, we're kind of learning and we're sharing what we've learned to anybody listening to this. So, yeah, um, I think it may be kind of, it's kind of fun too to go through. And then I'm like, Oh wait, I remember this random fact that I had learned or read about, even though I might not be on the forefront of my consciousness, it's still there. Right. Well, so Lauren, you generally learned about hops, which is, I mean, we do too, I think. So, Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I learned, um, more about the, you know the inner workings of the hop flower i mean i i was very familiar with hops in general but the fact that you know the the pods are the glands and the lupulin in the in the hop i think that was such an interesting part of our, our research leading up to this was just you know how much those oils and those like alpha acids really make a difference in mm-hmm. in the uh the product of the beer so yeah, just a yeah, and hop related, I suppose. Hop related, mine hop unrelated. What did I learn? I learned that Lauren is good at coming up with impromptu songs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've all learned that by now. Yeah, if you if you've been listening, then you know Lauren has a propensity to sing on the podcast, and yeah. sometimes it's uh, lyrics that are not uh, correct or <laughs> or um, wanted. <laughs> uh. But that wraps us up for episode number six. Thank you for tuning in to Secondary Fermentation by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Check us out on Instagram at East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Uh, check us out on Twitter at East Beer. Check us out at eastcarolinabeer.com. And hit us up on Facebook. Well, I guess that brings us to the end. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Appreciate y'all.